0: This is Base Layer brought to you by Arca. I'm your host, David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. This is David, and this is your new episode of Base Layer. And this is one that's very special to me. Um, I have Fred Chenay with me today. He's the CEO of Atari. Fred, how are you?
1: Yay, yes, good hi.
0: I'm good. Um, As I am a product, I was born in the late 70s and my youth was in the 80s. Atari was a keystone part of my growing up. Playing the games uh, were instrumental in the way I, I have perceived things in the future. And this is a very special moment because we're going to talk about an intersection of my life between digital assets and between things that Fred and Atari are doing. What I'd like to do, Fred, as everyone knows that listens to my show, before we get into too far into the news of the day, if you will, I'd like to get a sense, uh, just a basic uh, kind of background. You were at Lazar Fres for a while, and then all of a sudden you went to go buy Atari after it filed for bankruptcy protection in 2013. I would love to hear your backstory. What inspired you to do that? Uh, were you also a gamer, or did you see the potential in Atari? And then I'd love to just get a sense, you know, obviously it's been now for seven years since you've been involved. What are some of the things that you've instituted there? I know there's a lot of new teams there. There's more venture type of approaches to things. You're really looking to grow this brand again into the hearts and minds of a new generation. So I would love to get a little background about yourself and your time from institutional banking to buying Atari. And then what are some of the things you're doing at Atari now to bring it to the next generation?
1: Sure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. Uh, well, you know, the story is a little bit longer because this is not the first time I'm buying a toy. This is the second time, in fact. So I'll, I'll explain that in, uh, in in a second. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've been in the U.S. since 2004, uh, filmed video games in the early 90s, um, I was trained more as a, a lawyer and a financial guy and a banker, so almost every scene in the world. But um, I've always loved video games. So when I was at the bank, at Lazard, uh, we, we the bank, we started to advise a French company uh, called Infograms. And we uh, were you know, clients of the banks. And after a few years, I decided to leave the bank and join the, the, the video game company, Infograms. And in 2000, um, we were three running the show <laughs> and infograd I mean, a small team. And so in 2000, we bought from Hasbro, we bought Hasbro Interactive, which was their internet slash interactive division. And inside the division uh, was the Atari brand. There were also other assets like the Roller Tycoon, the franchise, also games.com, the, the domain name. Uh, which, you know, back in the internet days was worth, so, so to say, a lot of money. Uh, but we aim, we bought the Atari brand from Hasbro and we renamed our company Atari. That was in 2003, 2004. Uh, so I came to the US in 2004 to keep pushing because I was the, the executive producer for the company at the time. I was CFO, COO, deputy CEO, and I was also basically arranging each and every deal like okay let's buy an asset let's buy an ip where do we find the money and then where's the team that is going to produce develop the game and market the game so back in the day we if you if you remember we we bought the matrix the game the matrix mm-hmm. and we released it in 2003 so that was already under the utori brand and i uh, we were, we were a small team we engineered that did, and we we made a lot of money at the time we also lost a lot of money on other projects and uh, so in two thousand and seven we the team left basically we all left a, a hedge fund uh, blue Bay out of London uh, became the largest shareholder. the company was listed so we all left I stayed in the u s because um, I wanted just to keep doing what you know what I was loving which was to to produce and executive produce video games mm-hmm. so I've done some zombie games. Um, I've also produced some fitness games uh, hmm. in 2008, nine. Uh, the first fitness games on uh, with the, the Wii, the balance board. So the oh, yeah. Jill and Michael's Fitness Ultimatum, you should check it. Yeah. <laughs> we saw the millions of units of that one with Majesco. Uh, but uh, I'm the executive producer that was the, I had the rights, I, I basically engineered everything. And uh, I had also kept the licensing slash uh, consulting gig with with Atari. And in 2012, the hedge fund, uh, which had become the the major shareholder in the company, the hedge fund blew up, uh, blew Mm -hmm. by the the hedge fund filed for liquidation themselves. And Mm -hmm. they put the Atari business into bankruptcy in the US. Mm -hmm. And... They basically called me and said, "Look, uh, you have one week <laughs> if you want it back." Um, so in a week, I was able to engineer the, the basically the, the return, and it was quite easy because you know I went into the data room and I was the one who had signed ninety-five percent of the contracts. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know this one, I know this one, I know this one. So that was the reason why I was able to come back. And at the time, the uh, Atari had one million euros of revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's public domain because uh, we we were at the time we were still a listed company mm-hmm. in France, so it was one million euros of revenue and thirty-one million euros of debt, financial debt plus payables. So, which is not uh, a lot of revenue for, no. <laughs> for a lot of debt, <laughs> and it's basically it basically took us three years to survive, like you know, exit bankruptcy because I had to fight, in the sense that. You know, people were trying to bid for the assets, and I was the one, I had already bought the company in bankruptcy, so I was trying to keep the assets. Mm -hmm. It basically took us one year to exit bankruptcy, two years to, uh, two additional years to put uh, the company back on track, so we say. We redeemed all the debt by uh, 2016, 17, 16, sorry. And uh, so three years to survive, three years to put the the business really back on tracks with some growth. And today we're in the range of 20, $25 million, depending on the the quarters uh, of of annual revenue. We're profitable. There's no more debt. But of course, you know, we're still very, very small. Mm -hmm. I I only deal with the reality. Uh, So yes, we're still very small. So that's why I came back because I really love the brand. Uh, always, and I think it's a brand that you know is a is at, at a crossroad of a lot of uh, um, uh, ways. Like you have the tech, the gaming, the revolution, bringing mm-hmm. something new. And but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's always every time I say for the moment, every time I say hey, I work for Atari, people are like, oh wow, that's great, Atari, <laughs> that's perfect. But then the second point is. But what are you guys doing today? <laughs>
0: right.
1: So it just, you know, it, it, it always brings me back to the reality, which is, you know, you have to be humble and say, yeah, we're st- now we're still very small. So mm-hmm. what do we do? We do games, of course, mainly mobile, free-to-play games in the simulation jars, basically. Uh, we do casino games, not in the US, but we do a lot of these in Europe and especially uh, a lot in Africa uh, on mobile. Uh, real money games on mobile, no one knows it. Uh, but we, we do that a lot because it's really also a first path or a first step for us to go into the crypto world. So, casino games, we have our new console, the HRE video computer system. Mm-hmm. It's a computer system. So, it's a computer. I say, I always uh, mention it. So, the third thing is we do that, we are launching the HRE video computer system. The, mm-hmm. It's a computer for the home. Uh, and basically the living room so if you want to know more you can go to hivcs.com. Uh, tryvcs.com right. and then we do crypto uh, so why is because I'm a big believer and supporter of blockchain of crypto I believe that's the only way you know for a lot of people in uh, in many countries to have access to some economic uh, ways of surviving and living and growing. Right. I think here you know, in the US, uh, I'm French, so in Europe, I can tell you people are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why do you need a crypto, right? <laughs> but you see they, every, all everyone we're telling you this has yeah. a home, has an address, has a bank account, has mm-hmm. a one, two, three, five, ten 10 credit cards, uh, can make a wire has an ID, a tax ID, a social security number. I, I can tell you, I spend a lot of time in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is completely different. They have no home address, they have no social, they don't have an ID. Mm-hmm. The only thing they have is a phone. Right. And by the way, this is today, it's proven that the last bill or the, the last bill that they are going to, to default on is the phone. Because this is basically a way to, to, to survive and a way to have access to, 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 to an
0: economy. So let me ask you. So let me ask you. I'm really curious. So you mentioned, we're going to talk about, there is a announcement, which is public now. We're going to talk about it, that you are working with Litecoin. Um, but you alluded to, obviously, within the Atari framework, that digital assets and blockchains are an integral part of that. When did you come into that world? What led you into that world? Was it the Satoshi white paper? Was it another friend? I'm curious. We always talk about the the quote on origin story. You know, what really led you into this world?
1: Uh for me it's a combination of two uh two elements. Um it's really, you know, one is you have to realize that you have a lot of people that are, that will never have an American express card that will never have a bank account. It's impossible. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because you KYC, you know, it's impossible to <laughs> to, to, to make a KYC on, me, on many people. Mm-hmm. Does it mean that they should never have access to like ways to grow and have a, a, an economic life? For me the answer is no. So that's one thing and the second thing is, you know, uh, basically, the, the be- it's, it's really the beauty of the blockchain system, which tells you that you don't need somebody to centralize, set the tone and say, this is right, this is wrong. It shows that you can have many, um, many, so to say, um, systems that can, be, that can just be managed by the community. So for me, these are the, the, this is the combination of these two elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is bringing that to, which brought me into the, into, you know, crypto and blockchain.
0: Right. And so I want to get into this. So I'm going to read a, a direct quote from the block and they did a great job here. So Atari. Known globally for some of the most beloved video games, as I mentioned, it is a beloved video game, you know, part of my life. In history, such as Asteroids, Breakout, Centipede, and others will provide Litecoin users the ability to use their coins in multiple ways throughout the Atari ecosystem. This, the first, uh, is a means of investment. Litecoin will be uh, being accepted as a payment method into the soon-to-be-released Atari token. The Atari token will have multiple uses, including the ability for holders of the token to manage purchases and track digital assets within the Atari ecosystem and as a payment method in the recently announced Atari Casino, which you alluded to. And so, you know, you mentioned kind of your entry point. I'm guessing you've been monitoring the growth of digital assets and the infrastructure to support it for a number of years. What Today, obviously, today—not necessarily being today, today—but what in the recent time, in the last few weeks, the last few months, made you decide that now is the time to pull the trigger on this?
1: Uh, so we started in 2018, in fact, and at the time we were still in, you know, a survival mode. But we were rebooting; we were not, uh, you know, as stable as we are today. So in 2018, in fact, we signed a deal with a company called Infinity Networks Limited. Uh, We were just a minority partner, but I wanted, we started in 2017, signed a deal in February of 2018. I I had always wanted to to do something. So we started two years ago. We were a minority partner. Long story made short, um, they were not able to deliver, and I was able to get the authority rights back early 2020. So it was basically 2 months ago mm-hmm. and since then you know I had already prepared for that and we've de- we decided to reboot and uh reboot now because we had not lost 2 years because I had kept working on the project but uh, I wanted to do the to do things differently and uh this is why we we basically it's not like we started 2 months ago I only got the rights <laughs> the rights back 2 months ago I was able to renegotiate
0: that got it and so the atari token um for many years there has been debate does a project need a token and you know obviously there are cases when you have a staking mechanism when you have a decentralized network and you have a staking mechanism that that uh, token is fueling the network itself, and it's fueling the productivity of that network. And so I'm curious with the Atari token that you are putting out, you said that it's you know for the ability and there's also other things um to manage purchases and track uh, uses. So how do you envision this? Is it something where people will just be able to go to, say, like a Binance or to another digital exchange out there and be able to purchase this? Or will they do it directly from you? And in the grand scheme of things, how do you really envision – is this – In my opinion, from when I was reading this, and again, I'm using my lens as a father of now two boys who are obsessed with Epic's Fortnite, is this kind of in the vein of or an observation of what they've been able to do with V-Bucks, which are, in my opinion, incredibly addictive. And for those that don't know what V-Bucks are, they are in-game digital currency that allow the users to change the avatar to give them a specific power or you know, a tool. Um, and so I'm curious, does all of this manifest into kind of what you're doing with the Atari token and these new projects?
1: Uh, the Atari token is, uh, to use an old term, but it's a utility token. We want the token to be on as many smart platforms as possible, okay? It's not that we want to have our own platform and only our platform would be the one where you would be able to use the token is the reverse. We want the token to be on as many platforms as possible. And our goal is to sponsor, invest, help as many platforms as possible. So when I say platforms, what do I mean? And I'm just gonna basically give you some of the use cases. If you look at uh, the potential users, to make it simple, you can have individuals or you can have companies. As an individual, as an individual, what can I do with the token, right? Very simple. You can spend the token inside game. So yes, it's true that our goal is to have the token used in as many games as possible. You can also give it to a friend because you're buying an avatar from a friend. We, there's a big business right now, you know, of growing avatars, selling them. And as a user, you can also use the token to gamble or to buy games from different companies and publishers. We're, we're, we're negotiating right now uh, with some um, uh, distribution websites that are on the blockchain that are selling games on the blockchain, it's just another, you know, cryptocurrency that you you will be able to use on these websites. So, as a user, as an individual user, you have a lot of use cases: gaming, buying games, uh, buying from other people, buying used games on the blockchain. All of that. This is something that you know through partnerships that we want the, the token to be able to do. Now, there's also, because everyone would come to me and say, oh yeah, I get it, you're going to do a token that is going to be used for microtransactions in games, I get it. No, it's much, much broader. Yes, it's, if this is part of the use cases, and no, because we have much more. It's not only that. So if you look at the industry of a company, and now I'm looking at, and I'm going to explain how we see the token also being used by companies in the in the video game space, if you look at the video game company uh, business, we are already distributed as an uh, as an industry, right? If you take, for instance, um, a roller coaster tycoon touch, a mobile game that uh, Atari is publishing, you have the team in uh, in Canada. You have testing done sometimes in Canada, sometimes in India. You have animators, uh, artists, um, people creating environments. All over the place, mm-hmm. Thailand, Malaysia, Korea, and in two or three years, with all you know the satellite systems, you're going to see a lot of people coming from places like Africa, India, Indonesia, and these people will want to work, and they can do testing on any game, you know. So what we what we are seeing is the growth of smart platforms that will offer smart contracts for people to deliver services and get paid. And we believe that they can use the DeFi token as well. So I think it's this is a big trend coming, mm. uh, and you know, especially with the the, the pandemic, COVID nineteen, it clearly shows that working remotely will be the new normal.
0: Because
1: mm. that's you know that's basically the first big pandemic. But I don't think this is the last one, and right. I think that you can also you know. Thing that you are going, we are all going to go through like, like some climate. I don't know call that but clima, um, climate uh, crisis. So we say mm-hmm. they can be a wave of pollution. So working remotely will become more and more the new normal. Mm-hmm. And people will want to work from home. Yes. Uh, so in addition to having the token used, you know, to do microtransactions or to buy something, a game from the publisher, it can also be used on as many smart platforms as possible so 10 days ago we announced one of the first deals with arcade it's not a huge network and but it's growing but it's a network of um, uh, developers using smart contracts to provide services in the space so there's going to be also a professional use that's what we're trying to sponsor
0: right this is the idea of compostability. So, in traditional gaming, correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously you, you this is in your portfolio. But in traditional games, right now, you know, obviously, as I said, there are these in-game digital currencies that, whether they're PUBG, whether they're V Bucks, whether they're any other manifestation out there, you can't really use them outside of the game. And if there is a new version of the game, for instance, some of the times that tokens or those assets actually become null and void. And so is this, are you, it sounds like, you know, from what you just said with the arcade thing, that compostability is something that you're trying to address as well, too.
1: Yes, because uh, I I can hear (laughs) say, yes. some of the audience say, but I can do it with the US dollar. I can do it with, you know, the euro. Yes, but when you say this, you are thinking as someone again with a bank account, a home address, a social, we can make a wire with a debit card, a credit card. You if you look at the number of people connected today, it's around four billion, right? Forty-five mm-hmm. percent of the planet, forty it's created fifty. Eight billion people, fifty percent have internet connection. So four billion. Tomorrow, when I say tomorrow, it's in the next three to four years maximum, because you have the SpaceX system, you have uh, Amazon, um, Jeff Bezos launching a satellite system, you have <clears throat> bank just went bankrupt, but you have the the, the Google project with the balloons. Mm-hmm. That ratio is going to grow from 50 to make a bet, 80, 85. So you're going to have a wave of calling let's call it 2 billion, 2.5 billion people who are really going to get you know, huge bandwidth and mm-hmm. we're going to have access to you know, an internet network that, that could let them play and work. Right. So when you say, if someone has a reaction of saying, oh yeah, yeah, but there's nothing new, you can do it with the dollar and the euro, just, just take my credit card, I agree. But we are also going to address the needs of a new wave of users, yep. and I think is it going to work? It's a long-term project. You know, it's uh, we're, we're building, so of course yep. you will make uh, we, we will not have the solution at the first uh, try. Mm-hmm. But I think it's um, it's for these people that we're also doing it. And at the end of the day, you'll see. You'll see there will be currencies, cryptocurrencies that will just take. Care of. Precedents. Yep. you know, if you were, if you're in Venezuela today, you, I believe, you you dream that you would have bought some bitcoins a long time.
0: That is the truth. Um, and you know, it's very interesting. You know, you talk about cycles and generational switches. You know, my kids understand, and it is in their lexicon what Bitcoin is and other digital assets, obviously. Um, And so you're correct that a new generation, especially gamers, and I want to remember people, um, I want to remind people that there are over 2 billion people on the planet that play games on, almost on a daily basis. The DAO usage on this, the, the daily active users is just phenomenal. And it's only growing. And as Fred says, obviously, with inc- increased bandwidth, uh, especially in these times of COVID, um, that's going to have a potentially very accretive value there because you're going to have faster connections, the games are going to run smoother, um, and you already have a massive total addressable market with you know 2 billion people so. Really interesting stuff. So I want to address this last one. So Litecoin will also become an option for purchasing the much anticipated Atari VCS, which you alluded to, game console at a discount. Um, The VCS is Atari's all new PC console hybrid that will allow users to not only play hundreds of modern and classic video games, which I can't wait for, and stream 4K video, but also allow users to create and upload their own games and apps for others to enjoy. Very cool. It didn't, that was a very interesting part there. So, you know, I know that it's, I checked the, the website, it's on pre-order. Um, and it's shipping sometime this year, and so I'm just for an update, wanted to get a sense of when you anticipate uh, shipping. Obviously, with COVID, supply demand, supply lines, and supply and logistics have been a- incredibly hampered, and so I'm just for people to get a sense so they can get excited and check it out. When do you kind of anticipate that being out?
1: Uh, so we are doing everything we can to have it this year uh, for everyone's, you know benefit. I think it's difficult to understand how COVID has impacted China if you don't interact with China. Um, we were supposed to release in March. They shut down basically the country. Um, people are back to work. We are still seeing some uh, disruptions in the supply chain, so to say. Uh, to make the console, to make a product, you need a lot of parts. Um, that, on this one, give or take a few, I don't want to say something stupid. If I remember, it's around 300 parts. Um, if you miss one or two, well, you still can't, you know, release your product. I think mm-hmm. that there was a story about with the PlayStation uh, that you know that was missing one of his parts for quite some time. It was not a very expensive one; just like <laughs> there was no part. So I think we we are still seeing some disruptions in the, uh, in the supply chain in China. So far we have uh, the the parts um, ordered. uh, But, you know, as long as I don't have them in the warehouse, I can't give a date. And uh, right now we, we know that parts are on the way. It's like the mail, it's in the mail, Fred,
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: but it's, I, I think you know it's difficult for anyone you know from the outside to evaluate to properly evaluate the disruption of the of what has really happened in uh, in China. It's, <laughs> uh, it's slow to come back, and it's you know everyone is fighting for the parts. And one week you, you're told, hey, you're gonna get them. Uh, the, the day after it's oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, maybe you know if but if you pay a little bit more, maybe I can move you up the, <laughs> the wait list. Right. And the week after it's like, "No, no, you're gonna have it just because things are going back to normal, so we have ordered all the parts uh but we still don't have uh, all of them in the in the warehouse um so you know it's uh, we only deal with the reality I think I've said it once yeah. already <laughs> one more time
0: and I think one last question on the on the partnership between Litecoin and Atari. so through your diligence and your ex banker. I know that you have done deep dives on diligence of companies, of debt stacks. I you have been classically trained of all the different projects out there, of all the digital assets out there, of all the protocols out there. How did you land on Litecoin? Any reason why?
1: Um, it's there are a couple of reasons. First, I you know been a, a fan of uh, Charlie Lee, what he has done. Um, uh, it's. I think we, we have a Jeff a uh, proposal which is very interesting to solve some of the issues of Bitcoin. We, are, you know, Bitcoin is is great. We <laughs> I have some, of course, uh, but I think it's it's good to the the job we've done is I believe quite uh, quite great and very very interesting. At the same time, you know, it's uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a big supporter of as me I mean as me no, but. I'm a big supporter of cryptocurrencies, so it's uh, it was very natural for me uh, to also, you know, they're doing some lot of things for us to help help us to to talk about the token. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was very natural, you know, to basically say, "Hey, you know what? We're also going to do a little bit for you as much as we can, but for you, it's a little bit maybe." Mm-hmm. That's why it was very natural for me to say, "Hey, if you if you want, I would be more than happy to have the you know, the VCS uh, offered to the Litecoin users. Mm-hmm. The VCS is a very interesting machine because you can uh, tailor it, you can um, add as much as much memory as you as you want, and we're going to have, a, I hope so, and I'll do everything I can, I think we're going to have a great blockchain community uh, because it's very flexible. You can download and install any operating system you want. Uh, we'll see a few... Um, interesting move with the with the hrvcs and uh, in the blockchain community so for all these reasons it was very natural for me to uh, to offer that discount and uh, you know push not only our product but also push a, a cryptocurrency like
0: uh, like Coin. awesome and so what we'd like to do as we wrap up is just a quick segment with our guests to get to know them a little bit more on the personal side and so there are two things that i typically like to hone in on There are things that we read. Hopefully, you've had some time as we've all been locked down. Uh, We're both in the great state of New York, and so hopefully, you've had some time to read. Anything that you've read recently, either books or articles that really resonated with you, and any music that you like. And I'm hoping that there's some great ones as you are a Frenchman, and you probably have some great taste there.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Uh, The last last two books I've read uh, were Cosmos, the the, the sequel to Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. and more more from less uh, from McAfee, about mm-hmm. you know climate change and how we can keep growing and uh, attending the the, po- the needs of the population while at the same time mm-hmm. not impacting the um, not impacting the so to say the environment and the planet so that's that 's been really for me the uh, the, the, the focus of the last uh, the last few months, <laughs> two months already in New York City. So. <laughs> okay. Music-wise, it's a, a lot of music from Africa. I okay. spend a lot of time there. Um, so it's uh, all over the place. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, a great artist from Ghana that just passed away recently. Uh, and yeah, I've been listening to that type of music. So it's not something you necessarily hear. Mm-hmm. um on the radio i mean, or, or on what's left of the radios yeah,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> what's left on the radio it's,
1: it's on spotify it's uh, you have a couple of uh, there you go uh, so that's very nice okay, last so thing we- thank you very much thank you very much for the for the time and your opportunity
0: absolutely and just last thing where and you already alluded to it i just want to make sure where can people find out more about atari and the vcs so if they want to take a look uh, after they listen to the show
1: uh, AtariVCS.com. And if you want to l- learn more about the token, it's atarichain.com. Very good. So VCS, video, computer system, and uh, atarichain.com. Yeah.
0: What a pleasure. Thank you, Fred, for joining us on the show today. Again, exciting news from Atari and a lot of hard work from Fred and his team over there to really revitalize a iconic brand that was very important to me and to many people that are listening to the show right now. Fred, thank you, and hopefully we can check in with you again in a few months and see how everything's going. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. Stay safe.
0: For more notes from this past episode about our guest, please go to www.ar.ca slash base Nothing stated on this podcast should be taken as investment advice, which would require a thorough assessment of each investor's personal financial profile and risk tolerance. Statements regarding past performance are not necessarily indicative of future returns. If you like what you're listening to on base layer, let us know subscribe give us a like or hit us up on twitter arca at arca or myself david Nage at david jn79 let us know and we'd love to obviously hear from you for additional resources to help sophisticated listeners like yourself learn about the digital asset space in the financial terms you understand please visit www.ar.ca for articles marketing commentary videos and more